Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs, to yet another episode of Pleb Chain Radio number 20. Today is Friday, July 21st, 2023. And we are excited to have Mills, the former head of communications at Bitcoin Magazine, join us in about 15 or 20 minutes to talk about her story and announce what her next step is. So we'll get into that with her shortly. Uh, in a few minutes, we'll have Marseille from the Nostra Report leading us through the lightning round, uh, a weekly news recap of everything Bitcoin, Nostra, and beyond. But first, QW, thought we could start with a little bit of our pointless chit-chat, as we always do, uh, starting with Fed Now, which is the Fed's uh, instant settlement um, platform technology that they've been talking about for several years, uh, finally launched this week. Uh, it is supposed to uh, help with instant settlements and in at some point replace our legacy institutional and retail payment rails like ACH um, and some of the others that exist. Uh, some view this as a precursor to CBDCs. What are your thoughts, QW? Well, we've talked about this when they, you know, when whenever when when the the news kind of dropped a couple months ago, and we were, we were talking about it's going to launch in July, and 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 you were one of those that said no, it's not going to be CBDC, which you know who knows, but uh, I will say it was what ten years they've been planning this, four years in production, um, thirty five banks is on that list. Did you see the list by chance of the kind of approved uh, banks? I did. And that, w one quick point on that, QW, I don't know if you saw on those approved institutions, right? They're, they're all supposed <laughs> to be banks. Yeah, banks uh, and credit I, unions. <laughs> banks and credit unions, ostensibly. Uh, Caitlin Long um, had uh, a great tweet thread earlier today pointing out one of the uh, entities on there, which is a European fintech company. It is not a bank. It is not a credit union. It is a European fintech company, which somehow qualified uh, as an entity that's eligible for FedNow. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, curious to see how that plays out and what the explanation ends up being for that. Well, the explanation I probably think is they pick and choose the winners. I, I don't know. It's it does it doesn't make a lot of sense when you have you go from ten thousand banks, let's say, to thirty five that are approved with this FedNow. Um, I think it's just a bigger, a bigger narrative going on with the the, the choke point in general. Um, they're trying to make things more centralized. Uh, which why would you want to do that? I mean, really centralized to me. You know, we, we're over here fighting for decentralization because of freedom. When you do the reverse, you have the the basically the reverse of freedom. You have uh, a lot more um, centralized control. So. A lot more gatekeepers, uh, well, not a lot more, but uh, less and 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 more uh, 
uh, it's just easier to plan, easier to, uh, to, to get things across. I, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a little, uh, worried about it. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, change my daily life, but it, it definitely just raises your eyebrows. Well, the other thing to point out there is maybe it is quote unquote instant settlement, but it is still on a very much a credit based system, right? Mm -hmm. This is not a bearer instrument that is being settled instantly. It is credit that is being accelerated. Um, so none of that has changed, right? Some of the reconciliation that used to slow down uh, ACH, right? They have this whole um, NACHA, well, we don't have to get too technical here, but NACHA was this body that uh, on, uh, is the file format for ACH. And there's a bunch of reconciliation that needs to happen between participating institutions. And that typically slowed down ACH to 24 hours or more in some cases. With Fed now, all of that is gone. I, uh, and but, but the point is, it is still an acceleration in credit, right? There is someone in the background saying, don't worry, I've got you. If something happens, I will be the backstop. Certainly. Whereas, whereas with Bitcoin and Lightning, it is it's as good as you know me giving you a physical piece of cash, right? Like a currency bill uh, that settles it from my wallet into yours. In fact, it's a lot better because that currency bill is going to be worth a little bit less at the end of the day uh, than Bitcoin is. Right, and it's audited every ten minutes. So it, it's something where, uh, you know, you, you, you know, it's real. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and the, you, you know, when you think about that, you look at the, the, the crypto exchanges or the crypto uh, banks, you know, those, the, the whole choke point in general uh, and in this push now for all these random crypto markets uh, or exchanges to now, you know, like uh, KuCoin, oh, you're going to do KYC. Everything is kind of going in a route of uh, digital ID type of, uh, type of uh, uh is is what i see so it's it's just all part of the bigger narrative in my opinion uh it's nothing to get excited about i, I saw some headline you can get your 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 check deposit or you can deposit a check and it's instant for you it's like well that's that's great i mean I, we kind of already do that with uh in the bitcoin world so that problem has been solved uh so it's introducing nothing new um but with more uh more more uh control i suppose or uh, uh surveillance indeed and we'll get into fed now a little more uh when marseille takes us through the lightning round but another topic uh it's worth touching on that happened that's happened this week is we had an influx um of yeah, it wasn't a massive number of uh, Blue Sky users. Uh, if you look at the your your timeline on Noster, make it seem like everyone on Blue Sky has migrated to Noster. I don't think that's the case. I think we've had about less than 20, maybe closer to 10 folks who were using Blue Sky uh, who've moved to Noster. And you know, I've been reading some of their posts, and they've been generally complimentary uh, about the reception they've received and the type of discourse that exists, the absence of moderation, or rather uh, putting moderation entirely in users' hands. So there have been some interesting posts that uh, uh, that they've posted. Uh, what do you think about that, QW? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because there was, what, 10, 20 of them that were all friends and they came in loud and proud. So they weren't they weren't they weren't uh, worried about commenting. And that's the best thing you can really do is come in, ask questions. 
uh, because what we built, um, what what all of us built in the, the Noster realm uh, is a, just an inviting community that's ready to help. We understand what it's like to have your first day on Noster and 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 you you know like i always say everyone starts out as a boomer um you know i know that the uh, initial setup and everything has been streamlined a little bit more but there's still a lot to learn uh which should be exciting for anybody i mean once you start to understand this um it's an opportunity to learn every day uh day to day week to week um things change overnight so it's an exciting time uh to be in freedom tech uh and that's absolutely what this is i think what you start to see is you know when you look at threads that that came that came around and and um you know retention went down 75 percent in a, a couple weeks uh there people move and they realize it's just the same thing what, what did i actually move it's like uh if I had a house and I moved across the city and it's the same house, you know, it just, it's, it doesn't feel different. Um, it, and what you end up with is just a click of people that just moved uh, <laughs> just, just because they rage quit something else and they just came to the same thing they rage quit. So that's my opinion of that. But I thought it was very interesting. Um, we also saw an influx of e-girls, I'll call them. Um, interesting there. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. But uh, it, it, what, what I like about um, uh, uh, that is, is they have an interesting pers per perspective about uh, how things operate, uh, especially in a social setting. Um, we also had Odell's media tour. I call it his media tour. Uh, but I mean, really, it started with Lightning uh, Summit. Um, and it seems like every single pot and, and when he was with us, he mentioned this, that he's going to he's going to be focusing on it. Uh, it it kind of going like it goes hand in hand. Noster and the blue check is like uh, black and white. Uh, but it, every single episode he's been on, whether it's Citadel Dispatch, um, you know, Rob, Rabbit Hole Recap, um, uh, what Bitcoin did. Um, I mean, everything, it seems to be Noster focused. Uh, and I'm starting to see people, you know, do their little uh, uh, post. Hey, I'm going to spend more time here. Uh, it's because of Odell. Uh, kudos to Odell on that. I mean, it, it's something that it, we just got to keep talking about it because you, you might just be like Bitcoin. You got to touch it a few times, but you need to understand where the direction of this world is going and how important these uh these this freedom tech is. And that's just great to see. I mean, is that the kind of what you've been watching? It is, and you bring up Odell, uh, and there's an interesting parallel there with uh, our guest uh, Mills, who's going to join in a bit, uh, which is uh, Mills stepped away from her role as head of comms at Bitcoin Magazine a week or so ago, uh, and so did Odell, uh, right, to focus more on the work he's doing at Bitcoin Park and Noster and Lightning adoption and just spreading the gospel, really, right, of, um, of Freedom Tech. Yeah, I <laughs> I liked that uh, reply because he did he did make that formal announcement and someone uh, responded. Are you still doing the uh, open um, the open source stage at uh, Nashville 2024? Now keep in mind this stage that he would be doing. He'd normally do it in Miami. He's doing it down the street from him, and he said no. He said nope. <laughs> so I mean, granted, Bitcoin Park is an open state source stage almost on a weekly basis. Um, so it is something that I think he, he's very passionate about. Um, so, you know, what, why he's not going to be involved. Um, you never know, could be, I can think of a number of reasons, but I'll keep it myself, but that's, uh, 
that's it's interesting. It's interesting the timeline of everything. Uh, and it, he also had a pretty intriguing post a month before where it, it was almost like he was unsettled where he was at. But it could have been something else. But I, I thought it was implying because uh, uh, it was right after the Bitcoin uh, Miami. Uh, so it, it seemed like it was applying kind of the way he felt after that. Um, so good for him, regardless. I mean, it's one of those things where you congratulate someone for stepping down because you know he's 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 found another path that's better for him, uh, and that's you know not maybe not not money wise, but uh, better for his soul. That's just what I believe. So. Yeah, well, as as long as he remains a champion for the things we care about, freedom, technology, um, I think we continue he's, to support. He's killing it right now. I mean, he's, he's, I think he, his message is really, uh, it, it's dialed in. I, I'm, I'm really, uh, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm proud of his message right now. And it's great to, great to, uh, to listen. And then, you know, we're, we're in Noster. I mean, there's nothing higher signal, uh, with that message than, than going to Noster, uh, and then learning about Bitcoin. But hey, yeah. I got, did you see, uh, Noster report? I saw. Did you see that magic number? I did. And I think we have just the person. Marse, what was that magic number? We reached 10K followers. And <laughs> wow, what a ride. What a ride, guys. Yeah, thank you, everybody that follows us and is always <laughs> reading our report and watching our videos and everything we do. It's really nice to see so much support from the community for something that we do because we love so thank you yeah i i thought about it this morning and i didn't even think about your you know how many the number of views and whatnot but you guys have been posting it uh in the morning or earlier in the day which is is kind of reaching out to the the euro side or the west of the eastern part of the world so it's kind of like a morning newspaper type of thing um and it it's it, this morning i just thought to myself man this is every day the rain or shine uh nostra report is is posting uh there's no there's no higher there's no more i mean that's the purest form of uh, proof of work and i really appreciate uh all you guys are doing thank yeah. you uh, uh, and thank you guys for always giving us a platform as well because we are nostra report plebchain radio plebchain report now <laughs> and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, congratulations uh, for me as well um, to uh, you, Marseille, and the rest of the Nostra report. So what have you got for us for the lightning round? Well, first of all, I'm in the middle of the jungle, so sorry if there's a lot of noise, but it's raining like crazy. I hope everyone can hear me just fine. Are you, you uh, in Costa Rica? I'm in Costa Rica. I'm at Bitcoin Jungle, so um, doing some Bitcoin traveling, I guess, and just enjoying some time with friends. Always good. I, I dream of a day where I can walk down the street and just use sats like they're they're nothing, and and you're you're, you're living it right now. Yeah, it's cool. It's it, it's the best, and it's it doesn't matter how many times you do it, you always get a rush when you can spend some sats. So that's always nice. But besides that, let's get started with the lightning rod. I have to start with the fact that we have, you call them e-girls, I will call them OF girls. It's a wave that's coming to Noster. And to me, it was a matter of time, to be honest. I'm, it's like finally owning your content and owning the way you earn for it. If you took control of your body and you go on OnlyFans and 
and do it that way, why not come to Noster where it's where everything is yours? You're not limited by the restrictions of a centralized platform. So that has been an interesting thing to see. Well, to talk about with you guys, because honestly, my relays don't show me anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, it, it's just going to be one of those uh, things to follow because Noster can really cater to... Uh, to, to whatever you know genre you're you're trying to reach so you know you make your own relay you make it a pay you 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 make it a pay for relay um you know you can moderate that that relay itself um you know so if there's bad actors you, they can be uh banned from the relay um if from from my understanding uh so it's something and, and all the spam and things like that that can all be mitigated with paywalls uh so it's something that i, I it'll be interesting to see what happens because there is some monetization that can come um and there, I, you just know if there's a market it's going to come uh as far as just regular users you know we have our mute buttons we have our um you know our, our you know we have ways to mitigate as well because really we can all cater our experience um you know granted there's always stuff that slips through the cracks but these are all challenges that happen that are going to be uh you know taken on by uh, each client and you know whether there's filters involved whether there's you know i believe amethyst already does a pretty good job i know zebedee uh they don't allow any of that um they, they have ways to mitigate it in place so you know again when when we when these things happen people start to get a little you know flustered oh no this that they get to let the emotions go out but if you zoom out i mean we're, everything's going to be fixed everything's going to be uh uh, taken care of and uh, we have all the options in the world to, to do that so i'm i'm looking forward to the uh the friction there <laughs> i think it also goes back to prove what nostr was made for and is that you choose what you want to see and it gives you back control and power it gives you responsibility as well so if you go ahead and you have a nostr account and you don't want to see that well you're responsible to, for what it's on your feed so be responsible and remove what you don't like instead of asking everyone to remove it for you so actually do the work yourself so to me it's perfect it's fine um it will be content that will definitely be consumed by a specific target audience the audience has always exist i'm sure the audience is on Noster as well so let people use it now some say some say marseille it's the oldest profession in the world i always say that <laughs> like <laughs> it's 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 nothing that anyone should be ashamed of it's just something that exists and as long as it, it as long as humankind is on earth i think it will keep existing so i don't see why not then the adam and eve story you know <laughs> exactly so let's continue with the lightning run and i want to talk about the fed discovering lightning <laughs> so basically for the first time in the us you now have um fed now service which allows you to have like instant payments uh, between banks and credit unions which is like it blows my mind that this is just hitting the us because we have had this for a long time so kudos on getting a more advanced fiat payment system i guess yeah and but some of these banks are uh, in europe and whatnot so I, I think it's 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 kind of tapping into the euro dollar market as well which are just offshore dollars um i i don't know but it's yeah it seems like we might have been a little bit more intricate in the application well and marseille it's have they really discovered lightning i mean if you're talking about non-custodial lightning it's a it's a real digital bearer instrument that's moving in real time right at the speed of light from peer to peer, 
in this case, it is still credit. Yes, it's moving fast, instant payments, uh, ostensibly, but it's still, it's, it's credit, right? There is someone at the back saying, I will take care of you. I will backstop if something goes wrong. It's not real money that's moving. It, well, it's never real money with them. Let's start with that. <laughs> but it's my way of making fun of them because it's basically finding a solution for people to be able to send money back and forth quickly without having to spend a few days, waiting a few days for the money to come in. So that's the joke for me. However, uh, yeah, it's not realigning. It, it has to be stats for it to be realigning. But it is something that they just discover and seeing places like, for example, Brazil that has PixPay, which is something that's instant and any Brazilian that can have that can scan a QR code can pay instantly from any bank to other banks. It makes you wonder why the U.S. didn't have that before. Yeah, we like our uh, we like our slow moving uh, fees and uh, slow moving remittance and all that stuff. It's big business. <laughs> OK, well, then. Congrats to coming to modern society. <laughs> Let's move on with RFK. So, what do you how do you guys feel about people simping on presidential <laughs> candidates? Because that that one has been running around a little bit, and apparently RFK is getting a lot of simping from Bitcoiners lately. To the extent, Marseille, that he's a politician, I I have very little interest in what he has to say because they're just words as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that said, uh, of the choices that are available, he's probably the most palatable. Um, yeah, look, look I, I mean, this is you're asking me to choose between <laughs> between a politician and, and a politician. I mean, no, uh, he's, I guess he's fine as given the, the field he's in. But at the end of the day, he's a politician, and I his word only carries this much weight in my mind. Agreed. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting to see the uh, level of simp. Um, but, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, and you've heard this word probably 100 times on uh, media, is the Overton window. I mean, it's just good to see it all coming up to be a conversation. Whether that hits a podium, uh, we'll see. But uh, it, it's it's something where if you're fundraising, I mean, shit, let's uh, let's 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 open up that avenue. Uh, I do believe that uh, in his donation page, you can uh, send him shit coins, too. So uh, I, I, it, I yeah. So I, I, I saw that. And I'm, I, I, and Avi, uh, did you see that? I did. There is a reason for it, though. It's uh, also okay, in the so BTC I'm, pay or something. Or, or, or what? What's the it, service? You know, I can't get out of this without sounding like a simp because <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to sound like I'm making Are you triggered? for him. <laughs> no, I, well, maybe. Uh, so they they have to use uh, providers that uh, allow them to prevent um, foreign donations because this is a camp U.S. Uh, campaign, so it'll be in violation of federal election laws. So they have to go with. Uh, I, I believe it's BT. I, I can't remember the name of the company. BitPay, right? That that one, yeah. Uh, and as a result, BitPay has all of these other options um, to donate, including Shiba Inu. Gotcha. So if you have any extra and you want to get rid of them, you know where to dump them right there uh, on your uh, <laughs> on your favorite politician. Just dump them right there. So. <laughs> 
pick your favorite politician of the day. So basically, to give some background to this, he keeps talking about Bitcoin, right? And then he announced that he's going to back the U.S. dollar on hard assets, gold, silver, platinum, and now Bitcoin. Uh, because why not, right? It's uh, it's that time. Um, that should be interesting to going back to a gold standard, but now also a Bitcoin standard. It it sounds like, I mean. To be honest, it doesn't sound like a bad idea, but it's just a politician throwing out ideas to me. So gonna leave it at that. Yeah. However, he also said that he plans to exempt the conversion of Bitcoin to the US dollar from capital gains taxes. So that sounds to me like the right thing to say if you want to get a bunch of votes from Bitcoiners. From the 12 people who care about it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for volcano bonds to come out of uh, Hawaii. You know what I mean? We can we can start following that path of El Salvador. Hawaiian volcano bonds sounds like a plan. Let me take it up to the CEO of Bitcoin. I, I would say the other thing, and, and we touched upon this actually. This is before the show began in the chit chat section. Before we started recording, Marseille is uh, there is one thing a president can do. Uh, which is um, pardon and commute sentences. And he has, uh, RFK has, um, shown an inclination to do that for Snowden, for Assange, and potentially for Ross Ulbricht as well. So if there is a reason um, to put your vote, if, if you are a single-issue voter and, and you care about those three things, the, the freedom for those three heroes, uh, in my mind, um, Amen. then then he's your guy assuming he's not lying and you never know until uh he's got his the bible on his hand right you gotta um, elect him first i it, i do have one thing to say as far as uh, news that dropped this morning and i i don't know if it's part of the the, the nostra report uh but you guys see the uh, 8200 bitcoin that the government sold i believe that was what we saw with the with the dip in the last couple of days um it, it's pretty amazing that, it, you know, it, we can see a little bit of movement, but for the most part, we're still just horizontal. Um, it just shows the, the just keep, just sell, sell us whatever they got. You know what I mean? Let's get, let's mm -hmm. get the show on the road, get it to the good hands uh, in the plebs. Yeah. Uh, it's they, they have returned it to good hands. And in my mind, if you zoom out of that chart long enough and, and far enough, Bitcoin has always been in a crab market, always has been. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I zoom out so far that I get scared of heights, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you zoom out so far, you can't even see it anymore. Uh, what well, else you got, Marseille? Um, the last thing that I want to talk about is actually very small, but it's interesting to, for me, this is an interesting thing to see happening around the world. And is the Kuwait bans Bitcoin payments, investment, and mining. So why do they keep doing this? <laughs> Kuwait, yeah. It's like um, banning Bitcoin payments is pretty interesting to me. It tells me that you're fully not grasping the concept that if you think you can ban someone from paying with Bitcoin, something. But it, the investment and the mining keeps keeps calling my attention and like why these uh, countries that could actually benefit and profit from this are blocking it completely. What is it, What is the, the calling for these politicians and these uh, so-called governments to be doing such things? 
So that's that to me. I I don't know if any of you have the answer for this, but I for me it's like food for thought because it's just if I can I I'm sure we will continue seeing more and more countries uh, investing in Bitcoin mining. I'm 100% sure that that will happen because they will see the benefit for their economies. But watching the ones that are banning, those are the ones that we should actually be looking at and and questioning ourselves like what what is what is moving in there that's making these politicians make these really dumb decisions, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's a petrol-rich uh, country, I believe. I think that's their main uh, export. Uh, and and any, of, any of those energy con- companies or uh, countries, they're in the u- in unique position to actually mine Bitcoin and uh, get on a Bitcoin standard. So I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. So. Add another one to the pile, Marseille. Another one who will have to eat crow very, very soon. <laughs> and I mean, what does banning Bitcoin do, really? I mean, uh, it, it, we've already—it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, there's nothing you can stop. I mean, there's there's no way to stop the peer-to-peer network if people want it. So it's just one of those things that uh, you know. It, I don't know. They're just going to slow their uh, slow their roll. Yeah, it's like banning banning the English language or banning worship. Uh, it's 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 meaningless. It's completely meaningless. But um, with that, I close the lining round for today because I am actually super excited to hear what Mills has to say. So I'm going to let her take over Plupchain Radio today. <laughs> Thank you, Marseille. And it is my pleasure to welcome Mills, former head of communications at Bitcoin Magazine, who is about to make... Well, we'll get to it. Maybe not this very moment, but she is about to announce her next adventure. So, Mills, welcome to Plutchain Radio. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I've been enjoying the past half hour, the lightning round, and the, the discussion, and it's a it's a good warm up. We can't I'm, hear you, Mills. <laughs> I can hear. Her. I can hear. Avi can't hear me. Yeah, it's just selective uh, hearing. Avi doesn't need to hear you. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> you just keep rolling Don't with worry it. About him. You have we'll just rug Avi in this show since we rugged our audience uh, a couple, couple, couple weeks ago. Avi, can you hear? Her, actually, I can't. But I'll. You guys keep going. Out. He's got well, other avenues. He'll he'll he, he can he yeah. can listen from other uh, other devices. He'll figure it out. Well, I was I was taking notes along the way, and I wanna. I think it's not BitPay for RFK donations. I'm pretty sure it's OpenNode. I, they do accept a lot of different currencies, but I'm pretty sure that RFK is using OpenNode for uh, campaign donations. Maybe in addition, also BitPay, but pretty sure uh at least at the at the bitcoin conference in miami that's the platform that he was using so he might have changed um but i loved your guys's discussion too about odell using his like noster press tour i don't know how you said it qw yeah it was well said yeah yeah i mean it, basically he's been going on his uh his media tour yeah <laughs> and it's exactly. and it really it it started the blue checks, um, and then he came on our show. Uh, but he had a few things lined up already. Um, but his his just drive towards Noster has been just commendable, uh, and and I think it really gets fired up when you when when you have the whole blue check push because you can tell in his voice he's he's got nothing but passion against that, and he's actually changing some of these blue checks into uh, to, to Noster lights. Yeah, 
he's he's really passionate and we we talk about it at, at the park i'm based in nashville and cross paths you know quite frequently but uh i i've never had a blue check and it's funny you know my brother who also works in the space had a blue check because he was a journalist so he like before back in the day the original blue check and and elon of it like eventually did away with that level of blue check and abolished that but my brother's just a little bit of a contrarian and he's like matt you're just so passionate it makes me want to get a blue check just to you know just to get under your skin but but matt, you can tell matt really it, it, it odell cares strongly and i think it's a really it's an important cause and i love that he's beating the drum loudly about it i definitely agree and i i don't enjoy twitter and i don't know that i ever really enjoyed twitter but Noster is uh, such a different vibe. It's such a different environment. It's such a different platform. And it feels like it has a different incentive model that I think really sets it apart from most social media, truly. But I'm just rambling. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll stop. Avi, are you able to, to hear this conversation or is it just silent? <laughs> Indeed, I am. <laughs> okay. uh, well, I, yes. Uh, well, th this is a new platform and we are learning as we go. So apologies to our listeners, uh, especially uh, who listen to the recording for that brief interlude there. Um, hope I didn't interrupt um, anything good that you were saying, Mills. But I certainly can't hear you now. Uh, why don't we start mills with um with the way the, the place where we do start usually uh, on the show which is what was your um journey to finding bitcoin what is that backstory like yeah the how how i was converted um it i i mentioned my brother in passing and we're we're publicly related um paul miller who is one of the co-founders of mutiny wallet he was at voltage previously but he was my, you know, he he gave me a hard time about Bitcoin in a loving way for years. He just said, you know, just if I'm wrong, well, I'm not wrong. Just like, you know, and, and advocated for me to dollar cost average. But as with many siblings that lead you to the light, you know, I heard it for years and didn't listen to it. Um, eventually I did, but it really, I wouldn't say I truly considered myself a Bitcoiner until a few years ago when I got actually more involved in the community. So I kind of knew about Bitcoin. My brother was learning how to code. He wanted to switch from journalism and do develop, you know, you know, be a software developer. And so I would be a listening ear as he talked to me about different programming languages and Bitcoin technology and advances, and then eventually went to BitDevs in New York with him. And it's a super technical meetup that is, it, it's hard, I think, if, if someone isn't necessarily trying to get to that technical level, that's not really my, uh, my background, but the community that was so free thinking and so okay with disagreeing and conversation and they were all kind of swimming upstream in a sea of new yorkers that were just not resisting so it was really the people that made me think okay maybe i'll i'll read the copy of the bitcoin standard let me listen to some of these podcasts and then you know that was the beginning of my rabbit hole journey of my own i had thankfully been a uh, dollar cost averaging 
for a while, but, but then I really felt like I knew what it was and I understood, you know, the importance of it. So it's a, it was really all credit to my, my older brother. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> that is, um, that is an interesting backstory Mills. Um, and, and then you started working at Bitcoin magazine. What is it? Five years ago? Was it earlier than that? No, more recent than that. Um, and it, it kind of coincided with my ending my tenure in New York. I, I was in New York for 12 years, but in the film and television world and uh, pro predominantly as a freelancer, but I worked in different capacities initially as a art director, set decorator, production designer, doing the set design on independent films, commercials, TV shows, movies, just depending on the project. But that uh, eventually I started producing and directing and eventually, you know, got to a really great place in my career. <laughs> and then COVID happened and uh, the legislation changed uh, in New York that you had to, you know, provide proof of booster, vaccination, everything. And initially when we went back to work after the lockdown, there was just a negative testing. I've probably been COVID tested like 200 times at this point, but I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to bend the knee. That was not something that I felt um, I could, you know, look at myself in the mirror, respect myself. And fundamentally walked away from my entire career without, uh, which this is not a good uh, advice, but it was just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stay, but I didn't have a plan. And I had just been in Nashville, kind of commuting back and forth to New York for a commercial or two a month and starting the meetup here in Nashville with Rod back two years ago now. And then Bitcoin Magazine, was wanting to build out a, an original content division. So it kind of, I mean, it, it was a little stressful, a couple months of what am I doing? I just moved to Nashville to build a Bitcoin community. I thought I had a career and a job and then I don't. And I had always said that I would be a pleb for life. And I used to just say that Bitcoin was my sports team. And then it has actually been such a restorative environment to work in professionally because there is such a respect for your independent thought and your independent decision making and it has been a truly healing time uh it's sometimes i definitely feel a little fatigue of you know i talk about bitcoin a lot and then uh you know if you ever tell anyone what you do then they they have a lot of questions and they want to talk about bitcoin and Sometimes you just want to talk about the weather, you know, or just a book or a movie or something. Um, but I've been really fortunate to kind of be able to build that out. I was able to make some really uh, important in, in my estimation of, of kind of the stories that really motivate Bitcoin adoption in my mind to a more mainstream audience. Uh, one of the shows was with Adele. We filmed last year at the Oslo Freedom Forum with the Human Rights Foundation. And uh, it's called Freedom Money, it's on YouTube. And it's it's a series of interviews, you know, talking with different human rights activists and 
freedom fighters about freedom, but also how Bitcoin is a tool for freedom. So I had a lovely time at Bitcoin Magazine, but as you guys were kind of alluding to, you know, uh, Odell and I are, are, you know, I would say we have parallel, but different. Um, I think there's, it's really nice when there's a new opportunity to kind of build something that's more on in line with, you know, what you want to spend your energy and time focusing on. And I've been really fortunate to have a new opportunity. And this is what Avi was teasing earlier. Um, I wanted to, uh, we, we kind of discussed uh, that I would publicly announce uh, at the end of this week, um, but I have taken a new role in the Bitcoin space, but I'm going to pause there because uh, that was a quite a long monologue of my career working at Bitcoin Magazine. And from the original content, I was head of studios, then was moved to head of comms back in November and managed RPR for the past like six, seven months and branding. So break. Yes, Mills, we will, we will hold off on the announcement till just a little later um, because I know people are anxious to hear. But what isn't she, it's the ordinal space, isn't it? Isn't the taproot wizards hiring? <laughs> <laughs> I thought That's we were right. waiting. I thought we were waiting. <laughs> She's Come got on. her wizard hat on right now. She's ready to go. <laughs> That's all she wears nowadays. Like wizard hats, all of it. <laughs> She's like a walking Harry Potter uh, book, you know. <laughs> oh, secrets out. <laughs> so you you are in uh, Nashville then? Uh, that's that's where yeah. your home base is. Yeah, I'll be yeah. Uh, looking forward to. We're, I think we're all looking forward to Nostraville uh, there in November. Uh, Nostravember yeah. is is what I'm calling it. Um, but really looking forward to that. Um, Nostra's you know, birth. Go, go ahead. Not doing no, no Strember. I've heard no Strember as well. Uh, it could be. Like, it could be. I, I haven't heard it. I've just been hashtagging it myself. So that's, okay, okay. I, I live in he's my own world. It a thing. It's not a thing. But he's I will it. it. Yeah. Repetition. Repetition. I, I don't think there is a portmanteau f between Noster and November. That sounds pleasing to the air. I, I, I've tried multiple combinations. I don't think it works. Just do it I, the same one over and over and it's going to start sticking, man. I'm telling you. No Strember sounds like it's a cocktail or like a pasta dish or something. <laughs> you might want to fix one of those up and we'll make it the drink of the week there. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what was the most fun part about your job when you were in, uh, in, in this space? Um, I know, I know obviously, you know, things evolve and I, and maybe that's kind of a good question too is, how does how does a place like Bitcoin Magazine? Um, what's the energy there when Bitcoin uh, goes through the cycles that it we we all know and love? Yeah, I think I think probably not unique to Bitcoin Magazine, but any company within the Bitcoin ecosystem feels the impact of the market, and whether it's from an investor standpoint, from, I mean, I just think there's a lot of different vantages, but if I had to describe Bitcoin Magazine, it, you know, it, it feels more like it's a central organ of the Bitcoin ecosystem, or maybe that's kind of how it has been just being at the center of a lot of 
you know, working with almost probably every Bitcoin company, whether through sponsorships for the conferences or ads in the magazine or collaborations or partnerships. So I think, you know, it was an amazing first job in Bitcoin to really get an understanding of the ecosystem and what what kind of products and services and you know there's there's different niches within i think it really built out my my understanding of the bitcoin industry and i've i've talked with some people i i feel like the i don't know maybe there will be a new industry invented but you know the internet really was such a disruptive invention and creation that you know there there really was a whole industry that was made possible by the internet and there's there's a book that i it's called um uh culture uh culture making i think is the title but he talks about it with every new invention something is made impossible that or not impossible necessarily but when something is invented it it basically retires something that was solving a solution or you know was the solution previous and i think the internet you know a lot less letters were written a lot less you know there was just fundamental disruption and likewise i think with bitcoin there is just such a disruption because so many things are possible in a way that just weren't before and i think this is very historical. I mean, to be in a teenage industry, I don't know how many times in a lifetime that that opportunity is possible. And I think it's it's really exciting to be able to build out and be a part of watching the tools be built for adoption and use, but also the storytelling. And I think what really has, you know, drawn me to staying in the Bitcoin industry is wanting to tell history, wanting to, you know, in some ways record how it happened, what the process was like for whether future generations or, you know, even if we're trying to trace back steps for some other reason, I think it's, you know, having not, not being a chronicler necessarily, but helping record some of the stories and some of the, the processes along the way. So maybe not the answer that you expected but i i do think there's just such a, a a realm of possibility and potential within the space and i think a lot of people are aware of it and it's part of what i always loved in film and television just this collaborative we're making something together we're all kind of working with a similar goal in mind alongside each other and I find that energy to be, you know, it's a little scrappy sometimes for sure, but I, I think it's really life-giving too. It certainly is, Mills. Um, I mean, just being part of something that we have ascribed, uh, at least the believers among, amongst us, right, who have ascribed this uh, hopeful um, narrative arc to, uh, and then just building through that um, is quite quite the experience. Uh, now, one of the things that I, I do remember you covering, and this must have been about a year ago, was the Huddle Knot trial uh, while you were at Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, now, before you talk a little bit about that, Mills, uh, do you maybe you could give a little bit of background on 
the huddle not situation itself and then what your coverage of that trial was like yeah it was it was kind of a, a just an organic evolution of you know from these conferences conversations happen and my former boss the president of Bitcoin magazine mike germano was over at the oslo freedom forum with me last year when we were filming freedom money and he got to talking with Hoddlenot and then you know taking that conversation away he was like i told him we're going to help we, we got to help him we got to figure this out and the long and short of it is craig wright uh is a very litigious uh character um who has been claiming to be satoshi nakamoto for quite a while and will take people to court predominantly europeans because their libel defamation regulations are not as ironclad as american ones are but take them to court um you know over slander or or bringing you know against his company or business and he forked bitcoin to bsv bitcoin satoshi vision and i mean last i looked i think there were 13 nodes in all of bsv that actually might be generous i i don't i haven't looked recently but basically craig wright has been just on a war page war rampage and you know has taken peter mccormick to court and there's just i i honestly i think there's 40 something uh court cases that have happened there's some many that are open right now but over four years four or five years ago i think i think the original tweets were in 2017 hodl was um he had done this the ellen trust chain and it had gotten a lot of attention i think you know he probably had like 10,000 followers on twitter at the time something around that but had done this really great demonstration of lightning across the world i think you know jack mallers a few different notable people had had gotten involved and then he posted a few tweets uh basically you know doing like craig is a fraud week and different tweets basically just saying that craig wright is a fraud and he's not satoshi and he's a scammer and while not like super nice tweets not also anything that we haven't seen or heard before and craig took uh legal action but then also hired people to dox hot a lot who was very private and a nim and it just has been a saga to be honest there's been a lot of back and forth there's been a lot of different things there's technically a court case in the uk as well but the case that you're referring to and i i obviously know a little too much about this i i wrote the kind of tldr of the past whatever seven or eight years um with craig wright's uh war or uh, law law lawsuits um but the case in norway last september was uh it was originally supposed to be an eight-day trial but it ended up being seven and it was you know basically to prove for hodl not to prove that he had not done anything like by his tweets that there there really wasn't that it, and and that it, it's not necessarily that Craig Wright had to be disproven as Satoshi for these tweets to not be libel or defamation, but that nothing that he said was really within that parameter. And so it was it was a very fascinating court case uh, to 
attend, be there for all of it and absorb and learn a lot. But I yeah, had never been a, a court reporter before or since. It's a, it was a new little career pivot. Um, but it was a really great partnership that Bitcoin Magazine was able to really say, this is important. We want to we wanna make sure that the people that are interested in this are able to understand what's happening. And Calvin Ayer is kind of the financial backer of Craig Wright. And he was the one who, he has a production company that they had actually applied for the rights to film the trial. And that was kind of where it all transpired that then Bitcoin Magazine, or I on behalf of Bitcoin Magazine, filed an application with the court and then we won the press pool and then we filmed and then shared all the footage with the Lightning Sharks crew. So that's the, uh, that was a lot of words. I'm sorry, that was a big dump. That's the Craig Wright, that's Huddlenot. And Huddlenot won the case, it was last September, but Craig Wright appealed. And now the case will be going to a retrial and September, September 5th in front of three judges this time. So it's kind of not fully the highest Supreme Court, but it is, it's in, it's in the Oslo, you know, like high court, but it's now been escalated a level. Well, yeah, it, it's quite the saga that's played out. Uh, and I had uh, the good fortune and the honor, I should say, of uh, meeting with uh, Hoddlenot in real life a couple of months ago. And uh, just an incredible down-to-earth human being. And it's just really unfortunate that his life is being destroyed in, in this way by a, by a vindictive and litigious human being. Uh, it it really is sad to see, and I hope he can find some peace. And that said, he is a pretty chilled out guy, right? He has made his peace with this, uh, which is quite remarkable. Uh, so Mills, I, I do want to uh, keep this moving. <laughs> uh, and one interesting topic, uh, maybe the last topic about your time at Bitcoin Magazine, uh, is this the entire uh, ordinal situation, right? That played out over February, March, April, uh, and then in the lead up to uh, Bitcoin Miami. What was that like to be the head of communications when uh, clearly Bitcoin Magazine was dealing with? Uh, <laughs> I think calling it pushback is is uh, is is very gentle and kind uh, uh, over what happened over the Julian Assange ordinal cover and and just the general support for ordinals getting folks like um, uh, well folks in wizard hats uh, dancing on the main, on the Nakamoto stage in Miami what was that blowback like well to be honest i i think it could have been a lot worse um and you know i think it i definitely had my breath held a little bit uh just for the reaction, partly because of the timing with RFK and then the wizard ordinal debate, um, just kind of an unfortunate, uh, and, and part of it was like, I don't want to say a mistake, but like part of it is just last minute scheduling and the way things fell and then there we are. But I think that it could have, could have been a lot worse. Uh, I think, you know, there, there fundamentally has been 
a sentiment, and I, I would say I kind of have straddled this, the, the pleb, you know, Bitcoin maxi, toxic maxi, I think I've self-described publicly as a too toxic maxi before. And, you know, there, there's been criticism pretty consistently as long as I was with the magazine about shit coining and that Bitcoin magazine, you know, works with companies that they shouldn't. But I mean, and, and fundamentally, there are a, a lot of the companies that make money in the <laughs> in the cryptocurrency world um, are not Bitcoin only. And those companies tend to have, you know, budget to pay. And at the end of the day, Bitcoin Magazine isn't a not-for-profit. It is a company. And so I think, you know, they did some redrawing of lines as a company to say, you know, we work with, we, we're a Bitcoin only company in the sense that at our conference, you can't shill other, you know, you can't shill Monero or whatever, but there are a lot of companies that have products or, you know, support other, you know, like whether it's an exchange or whether it's, you know, uh, a, a wallet or a signing device that, you know, inter interoperates with other currencies. But I think with ordinals, uh, what I personally felt um and it was it was really tough because i don't i mean i i think i've i've shared this with some people before i i, I look at ordinals as kind of a bedazzling of your stack and i think it's a very cute way that you can decorate your you know it's whatever make put some rhinestones make it fancy if you want to um i think a lot of people wanted an answer to NFTs that was not Ethereum and was, you know, more blockchain, uh, Bitcoin blockchain. And I think, I think it's in that way, I'm like, okay, it's fine. Um, but I think it's, it's also an understandable criticism when a company is making their own series and their own and promoting their own. And so I think, I mean, it, it was, it was really tough for me because in some ways, I think, you know, in in the role that I was in, it's not to help make the right, or at least how it played out. It wasn't that my thoughts and opinions were steering the ship. It was more to clean up collateral and, you know, the, the blowback. And I think, you know, there's just a sentiment that I think will probably over time maybe change and shift. But I think, you know, there's there's suspicion, maybe rightly so. There should always be suspicion of a company, and the I think the issue with Bitcoin Magazine specifically is that that a lot of people that don't have their own knowledge at this point yet, like they could be led astray, or they could you know be led in a direction that might get them wrecked, and they might not understand. And so I think there's a certain responsibility as a publication and a place of knowledge and resource to, to really take it seriously. And I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of a good place to, to end that <laughs> rant. Did that I play a role? Say, I just want to yeah. say like, uh, you know, I, I see it as, 
you know, the VCs, they're running out of spaces because the crypto is uh, kind of in the meltdown mode. So they're they're kind of thirsty for that same uh, that same uh, revenue stream. And uh, to me, the grift is going to be coming to Bitcoin. It's just going to be inevitable. Uh, but it, it's going to be on layer two, layer three. I mean, whatever it is. But they're gonna they're they're, they're kind of hooked on that money, and they're going to try to find a way to 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 to, to get that out. Um, and on that same topic, I know Marseille during that whole whole ordeal uh, kind of got called out on Twitter uh, from her experience and you know it, it is what it is but she's she's over there in El Salvador uh, and and the person in front of us is getting hit with a 20% ATM fee because uh, you know that the dancing wizards are breaking bitcoins per se but uh, it, it is what it is it's just it's just there's so many different uh, ways to look at it um, and uh, yeah, I, at the end of the day, I, I think uh, it's inevitable as far as VCs and uh, when you say Bitcoin Magazine's a business model, hundred uh, percent it is. Um, so, you know, what what, what are you going to do in a a, a a free market of capitalism? So that that's just what it is. Which then brings us, Mills, to the big news. Um, what are you going to do next? I, with great anticipation, um, I have taken a role with HubKey New York, which currently has a bar, a Bitcoin bar in the West Village in New York City that does accept Bitcoin for payment. But they, you know, they reached out to me and their plan, you know, they're, they're really building something amazing and building not only, yeah, a great bar that it's fun to be able to buy a drink of Bitcoin in the US, but they are building a media house and really wanting to serve the it, the in-between, the 70% of the clientele that go to the bar aren't Bitcoiners. And there's a huge need for, I don't want to call them normies because it seems a little insulting, but regular people, you know, the, the non-Bitcoiner or they're not yet the no-coiners to find out and be able to be exposed to Bitcoin, but also learn about Bitcoin without judgment and, you know, kind of meeting people where they're at and the opportunity to help. So I'm, I'm the director of content and partnerships for PubKey. And so I get to build out the content, the series, the, the initiatives, special events, but also just really get to address the unsaturated market of, you know, there are a lot of people that don't fundamentally feel like there's any way that they could get involved without, you know, it's like a very extreme and, you know, just going to a, a bar, maybe for a, I don't know, a one-on-one night just casually, or, you know, m maybe a podcast that isn't so technical that it's kind of overwhelming and over your head. So I'm really excited because it just it's exactly what i want to be doing and being able to tell stories and you know be able to speak to the the normal people the the regular people <laughs> i love the big ones too does this mean you're moving back to new york i know this is a common question no i am i i i moved to nashville and you know worked to build a community here and i am so so thankful to live and so many other amazing Bitcoiners have joined the force here in Nashville. And I will be going back to New York about a week, a month or so 
So I'll be back, but I don't, uh, I don't ever really think I will move back to New York. I'm, I love the freedom in Nashville Obby. and Tennessee in general too much. Avi, everyone left you, man. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? I, I left the city too. I, I lived in Manhattan for 20 years, KW, and then I, I moved to the hills in upstate. <laughs> you're still an hour away, though. I mean, it's, I mean, if I zoom out on the Three map, hours. I mean, you're basically there, you know? <laughs> and I do want to say uh, PubKey does accept Bitcoin, uh, unless you're Avi. Uh, the last time he went there, uh, they, 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 his money was in the, they didn't accept it at all. They didn't because uh, it was the day after Bitcoin Miami, and apparently the the Zeus point of sale device was still in Miami, hadn't made its way back. Uh, I'd made it back to New York earlier than uh, than that, so you should Mills, have brought it with you. Yeah, he was he was rugged. <laughs> yeah, he, please please let the people know that uh, that, that that was not acceptable. Rugged again, Avi. <laughs> <laughs> so so mills going back to uh this so this sounds fascinating right it's it's great to hear that popkey that started off as a public house a place where plebs get to meet and and uh imbibe libations uh is now expanding into content creation uh do you have some thoughts and you are the head of that i, I believe right is what you said uh you're going to be leading that effort uh, what sort of content is that going to be? Is it going to be video? Is it going to be books or podcasts? Could you give us a bit of a preview on that? Well, the current is there's meetups, live events in the space, and Twitter spaces that typically pregame that. I actually want to talk to you about setting up. I want to grow a lot more on Noster as well. Pubkey does have a, a Noster account, but really just spend more time talking to this audience and people in real life kind of leaving twitter a little bit out of the equation um and then right now a lot of the educational there, there's like lightning specific mining specific and then sometimes policy depending on you know the the guest different meetups that are being recorded to be able to build out kind of a repertoire of content that helps answers answer people's questions. And I think, so it'll be kind of some video content, uh, stay tuned for, uh, you know, some podcast, uh, not, not don't stay tuned yet. Think about staying tuned in the future. You know, this is the first time you heard of it. Um, but I think initially it will be also just being a physical location that is kind of piloting different, um, you know, approaches for people to even jumpstart uh, their own local community in, uh, you know, not not just in New York, but kind of a test lab for, for you know, the MLM that is not Bitcoin uh, and freedom, but just being able to empower people to be able to, you know, talk with their friends, answer the most frequently asked questions. But there will be there will be video, there will be podcasts, there will be Twitter Spaces. Um, there will be fun. Nostradamus. <laughs> Nostradamus, <laughs> exactly. Or Zap Live. Uh, yeah, I mean, you never know what our Twitter spaces will evolve to in the in the years to come and in, in the Nostra realm. Uh, there's just so many different options in the in the, in the competition within the market. Um, 
But what, what, you know, you mentioned you wanted to get more involved in Noster, um, you know, kind of as a direction. I mean, I like to think all roads end up leading to Noster. Uh, it's just a matter of time as the, the friction continues and the, the freedom is, uh, is realized over here. Um, what, what was kind of your Noster story? Uh, when, when, when was the first time you used it? What was your experience? Now, guys, I am friends with my brother. Beyond the fact, the, beyond the fact that, uh, yeah, we 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 like each other. So my brother was visiting. Same brother. Uh, I have a lot of them, but Paul, who's in the Bitcoin space, he was visiting me for Christmas last year, and uh, I forget exactly the message, but I think he was like, "Oh, Jack, just you know, responded to my Merry Christmas or whatever tweet or uh, post." And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, you know, I told him, oh, I've been on the, I, I had downloaded or I hadn't, I forget, like it was in some, some beta. And he's like, oh, just like, just, just try it out, the test flight. And I was like, okay. And then to be honest, the, the interface was, was pretty clunky back in, in December, January. And um, then, I kind of understood that the surveillance cancel um, culture state that is Twitter, which has always made me feel very self-conscious about posting, partly being calculating and not wanting to bring like, you know, public criticism um, by saying something maybe politically incorrect or whatever. Um, Nostra just felt free. It felt like, oh, wow. Yeah. At first it was like, no one's ever going to see this. <laughs> like no one's on here yet. And then I was like, actually, the, the people that I like are here. And honestly, I, I the, the hardest thing for me to get past was not being able to delete things. But that also, I think, is a double-edged sword. And, and I went to Costa Rica with my brother. I took, took some vacation to kind of just meet more of the, the Noster fans. That's where I met Marseille for the first time um, in person. And I, it was so reassuring, I guess, of that it, honestly, the, the freedom, the incentive isn't to be the most controversial or angry or loud. And I think in Twitter, what works really well is these hot takes that are pretty aggressive. I think being aggressive on Twitter is, you know, kind of what works to get views, clicks, you know, whatever. And I think there is a genuine bent towards positivity on Noster. And I, I definitely also thought that zaps were probably going to disrupt and probably are, are going to disrupt the, the, lock the vice lock that YouTube and, you know, Instagram, TikTok has on these creators getting probably pennies on the dollars that are being made off of their content marketing and all of that, but decentralizing it. And it's like, well, that's the future. This is, this is absolutely the future for people that are creating something and providing value. And zaps are, zaps are a way for people to actually directly send and i i think it's disruptive in the most beautiful way well that's rich coming from you mills and i said <laughs> <laughs> i can it's a 
called philosophy. It's called a belief system. Uh, and, and and for the folks listening uh, uh, to the recording, uh, the reason I say this is I know for a fact that Mills has never zapped or received a zap. Do you want to talk a little bit about why Mills? Yes, I um I'm a little bit of I'm not a little bit I'm I'm principled um and I I mean I left my career I moved out of New York all of these things um the wallet so I in theory I love zaps the the practical part that's hard for me is with custodial non custodial I am I I want to be able like. I want to be able to say that I never, you know, bent the knee. And I keep thinking that pretty soon there's going to be a modification or a workaround for a wallet that I like to be able to do zaps with. But it hasn't happened yet. Um, Avi and I did talk a little bit in uh, Prague about some potential workarounds compromises i've been i've been i i've been toying around with the idea and i actually tried to send rockstar a zap in oslo with cash app and it just has no, it's literally pending it probably the because there was no fee it's just going to be there for the rest of time you know um so yeah i, I it's true. I have not zapped or been zapped, but I really, I think it is the future. I think as soon as we get better wallets that are supported that work interoperably, and maybe Mutiny will be the answer to that for me. Um, the wallet my brother and Ben and Tony are building, but anyone, anyone got a persuasive argument to, to, to get me? Well, I'll go with the one I tried in Prague, Mills, which is one of the beauties of the Lightning Network is it's not just a payments layer, it's an interoperability layer. Yes, all your concerns about custodial Lightning are completely valid, but there is a big difference uh, between custodial Lightning uh, and the walled gardens we have in the fiat world like Venmo or PayPal. There is a very clear incentive for a Venmo not to interoperate with a PayPal or with a Zelle, right? So Venmo bucks are Venmo bucks, PayPal bucks are PayPal bucks, and Zelle bucks are Zelle bucks, right? And and the twain shall never meet. However, with Lightning, because it is an open protocol and because it's a young and nascent protocol, and there is there is every incentive for all of these apps centralized, uh, or sorry, uh, not centralized, uh, custodial Lightning and non-custodial Lightning for all of them to interoperate. So Lightning therefore acts as this, this interoperability glue, right? Apart from being a payments network itself. So your wallet of Satoshi, quote unquote IOUs, uh, can immediately be changed into your Fediment privacy IOUs, which can immediately be changed into your Phoenix wallet bearer instrument. And then now Zeus has announced that they're they're going to uh, have their own um, right. Your phone acts as a, a Lightning node. So all of these things, the ecosystem is growing. Custodial Lightning is completely interoperable with non-custodial Lightning, an equation that absolutely does not exist in the fiat, walled garden, broken incentive world. 
Um, so that would be my case for saying, yes, you can zaps, custodial zaps are okay because in a fraction of a second, they can be converted into non-custodial sats. I don't know if you and sold her, man. <laughs> I'm going to say what I said to you before, which is, yes, it's like, oh, I had, uh, you know, I had it, but I converted it immediately. It's, it's also, you know, it's the fact that you had it. And I, I, I do think your, your point about Zell and Venmo and yes, it's all, it's, it's absolutely different within the lightning network, but I, in, and maybe it's just that I have too high of a standard, but the way I see it is like any of the zappable, you know, from a custodial, it like, even if I'm going custodial, non-custodial, I'm doing that switch. I'm going to look at all of that. All of those stats are going to be like Noster dollars to me, Noster stats. Like I wouldn't put them in with my other Bitcoin that that like they just would live in the ecosystem. And and I honestly, I've really thought about that because that could I could have, you know, a little little fun zap fund that I, you know, just mix around with different people and, you know, not make that, that sounds like I'm coin joining intentionally, but just like, you know, be able to have fun money that never goes off. But I also feel like that's not really long term. That's not what I really want and, and the true purpose. And I've talked to you a little bit. I've been working on this writing project and I, I publish weekly on Substack hoping to finish this book by the end of the year. And I really don't want to monetize on Substack. I really want to monetize through Noster because I don't, it's it's partly a safety thing, It's but it's a censorship. It's wanting to have full freedom of speech, but also know that it, it will be kind of have that permanence. And so I really want VAPs to work for me. I, I am incentivized, but QW, do you have a different uh, sales pitch or are, am, are my uh, standards too high? <laughs> you are missing out on the, the funnest 30 minutes uh, every Thursday and Friday. Uh, the hashtag Zapathon. Uh, 30 minutes of memes, 30 minutes of uh, invigorating zapping. Uh, it You know, your soul basically leaves your body for 30 minutes. It's just that kind of elevation. So if you ever want to reach the highest, you know, form of uh, humankind, I, I would say uh, you got to get involved in the Zapathon. You got to sell your soul just a little bit for that. That's all I got. All right. Well, uh, sorry, guys. I'm a, I'm a hard sell, but I, I'm going to be the most enthusiastic uh, once you got me. Well, and with that said, I mean, most of us all have our cold storage. Most of us, uh, you know, we, we we do treat our Noster funds as just fun tickets. I mean, you, you know, we're, we're we're just we're there to support the the content creation, the, the circular economy within the Noster uh, protocol. So it's just something where uh, you know you get a little, you give a little bit. Um, you know, it's it, we're, we're we're we definitely don't like likes for the most part i mean we're we definitely like the proof of work uh involved in the zap uh so it is something where we're just all there to kind of uh contribute together as a community uh and you know that foundation is gonna it's that's the long game there so bills i think we failed 
in trying to get you to do your first zap today, but maybe one day. It's it's not the last day. I know. I uh, don't give up. I'm. <laughs> I also I think about it a lot. I I was actually looking into Albi, uh, which I I haven't finished my deep dive to be like, is there a workaround within this? But uh, I have not. Uh, well, not it definitely yet. it's connected to your account. I can see it right here. Uh, yeah. Noster band. <laughs> The, the the level of uh, uh, what we can see is pretty pretty amazing that we can see how many zaps uh, when your first post was uh, just all the data on that I mean it's it's little bits you know the surveillance factor of it's a little uh, uh, I don't know unnerving but at the same time you know it is what it is it's all open source uh, and um, that's that's what we are. <laughs> It's like accountability, transparency, you know, and yes, a little That's it. <laughs> Open it's ledger. LARPing. It's not about being it. It's not about being completely private, but it's more about choosing how you want your life to be, basically. Yeah, well said, Marseille. So, Mills, maybe we'll we'll uh, wrap this up uh, with one last topic, which is you did talk about the book that you're writing um, and which you've been publishing or the articles you've been publishing on Substack. Um, do you like to talk a little bit uh, about what the topic is? Uh, is? Is it Bitcoin related? Is it something outside of Bitcoin? Yeah, it's mostly not about Bitcoin, but uh, it is, I actually did one post about Noster the week of, Costa Rica. Um, it is, it's called Feminine Agency, the Substack, And it's been, I would say the, the Bitcoin community, and I guess, really the sovereign individual community as a whole. And some of that is the, you know, the, the, the cypherpunk, like all of this has really brought me a lot of good conversation but awareness and insight into the kind of i would say it's like a, the meme of the trad wife and the the twitter i i just i started getting into interested in the incentive models the masculinity the femininity and kind of just deep diving into what are masculine virtues and feminine virtues and then through that you know i i would say maybe maybe everyone goes through this, maybe not, but uh, kind of just a disillusionment of, I, I wouldn't say I was ever mainstream. I, I don't think I ever needed to be red-pilled because I never really believed mainstream. I, I grew up in a very, very free-thinking home that questioned everything always and, you know, was, was anti-vax before it was cool, when it was, in fact, very not cool. Um, but that, like, ideology of women um i think feminism like traditional feminism and i guess we're in third wave fourth wave feminism has just not been super life-giving to me and i started doing a lot of research and talking to other people and realizing how not life-giving it had been to a lot of other women too and men and about half of my readership is men and some of them are married some of them aren't but 
I have been writing a book kind of about the, it's, it's almost as if, if Jordan Peterson was a woman writing to women instead of a man writing to men, of kind of how to re-inspire femininity and not, um, I, I don't think anything is, I think, <laughs> I don't think it's a, a behavior or a performance. I think a lot of it is a, is a belief system and an understanding. So what would the equivalent of make your bed be? The equivalent of make your bed is, I, I've actually written a little bit about this, is uh, like wear a dress is the, the title of it. Um, and it doesn't mean you actually have to wear a dress, but that I have noticed, you know, if I will consistently choose to wear something that I feel feminine in, and it, I just this week wrote about modesty too, but like, just wearing something where I feel, you know, in my feminine frame, I think it kind of positions you the whole day. So that that's the equivalent there. The, the piece I actually just wrote, and it's funny, you guys were talking about the e-girls slash only fan girls at the top of the show. Um, I, you know, I would say maybe, maybe it's a little harsh sounding, but you know, women aren't really better at anything than men other than being beautiful and like women are just objectively more beautiful than men and the average woman is more beautiful and i think that i know, can completely agree with mills <laughs> there you will not find disagreement for me on that uh, one i feel kind of pretty today i'm not sure if i agree with that uh, well you know i i welcome all comments and questions but um but hugh w we, admits that he has his wife is much better looking than him so <laughs> but you know we, we we joke maybe about the oldest profession in the world like there's probably always been some form of prostitution and sex work partly because that is women's you know natural resource and maybe greatest competitive advantage and there's always going to be a demand for it because men are attracted to women and women have this beauty and they can sell it and they can make money off of it and i think you know I, I didn't go super deep into it, but I think Instagram and TikTok have really done a lot of conditioning to, you know, create OnlyFans girls because you got used to, or, you know, theoretically, you know, you, oh, you're, you're posting these photos of yourself in a swimsuit that, you know, you have a public Instagram account. Anyone can see strangers comment, strangers DMs. How is it so different? from OnlyFans where you're making this money. And I think a lot of it is to my theory that a high value woman for a, a, in a large degree, I think a high value woman determines that she is high value and then holds herself to that standard. Whereas a high value man, it's a little bit more externally validated. I think, you know, there's an internal motivation for sure but I think there's a pretty pretty easy checklist externally as well for, for men to kind of be viewed as high value. Where, whereas a woman, how she can operate and carry herself and behave, um, not, not like she's being duplicitous, but just what she permits and allows and like what, you know, what she does and how she lives her life. A lot of that, you know, a woman can, can determine that course. I have, I have questions. 
Go, go, go. <laughs> okay, they brought me here to ask questions. No, just kidding. They brought me here because I did the lighting wrong. But I came to ask questions. So I've had this discussion with a friend about um, high-value women, right? And it comes a lot to, like, um, we were reading this book. I can't recall the name, but it's an old book. It's not, it's not a Bitcoiner book, but Bitcoiners read it. And they talk about different types of high value, right? So like there's the there's people that have biological high value. So basically attractive people. And then there's other types of like more intrinsic value, if you want to say it. And it's it's a it's a hard one for me because I always try to separate myself from the physical value, from the biological value, and try to put it more into like what can I give is like as my how smart I am, how good I am doing things, solving problems, my abilities, right? As a as a person. So it is important for me to separate one value for the other. A lot because of I don't want to be objectified. And I don't want to believe that the the place I got is because I look a certain way. Now it is easier to go around life if you are incredibly gorgeous and everybody opens the door for you. I have seen that for many women, but holding yourself just to that standard to me diminishes many other things that we have to provide. So I have no problem with the internet women, the internet girls or what they do because it is the oldest profession in the world. It's going to keep existing. And if that's how you believe you can profit from, from yourself and that's, that's the value you, you think you add to the world, to me, it's it, it's limiting because I am sure that we all have different types of things to add up, not only our physical value. Yes, women are more beautiful than men, but it can it be can it be why does it have to come down to that? In the end, it it should come back to what we can provide as intelligent human beings. Yeah, well, and I think what you were referring to is pretty privilege with the doors and checks and all of that. And that's a whole different thing, too, of kind of you, you don't typically with pretty privilege, if someone's super beautiful and they've been super beautiful their whole life, they typically haven't had to develop as much character or their intellect or a skill to kind of have a competitive advantage. So they're and this is a blanket statement and there's obviously exceptions to the rule, but oftentimes when someone is super beautiful, they don't necessarily have something else that is on that level of their beauty. But to your point, there are these, there's different areas and places where value is derived. And I think physical beauty is one of them. I, I think it is easiest for women to have the competitive advantage in that. Now, I don't think that's where it ends. I think your character, I think your, not only your mind, but your heart, the, the, the things that women are able to bring into the world are very special and unique. And I've talked to a lot of Bitcoin companies, Bitcoin startups that I recommend at the early days to have a woman as you're building out your app, not just at the end, not just, you know, like when you expand and have budget, but there's, there's such an amazing cultivating, curating, you know, there's just such a, a different viewpoint that women can bring to everything. And it definitely isn't just that they are nice on the eyes. Uh, so uh, please, please know there is so much more, but I, I do think fundamentally, it's just like, it's a low hanging fruit of 
women are just more beautiful. That's our that's our thing. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I go ahead, go ahead, Keto. I, I was oh. just gonna say. I mean, we're living in a world now where uh, you know the world is flat, and a lot of us are working remote and uh, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of our lifestyle these days um, is is far less face to face. Does that come into play with 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 all this at all? Yeah, I think we have detached a lot from the humanity of uh, just human interactions. Um, and I think that's another reason OnlyFans has had its recent uptick as well. Um, because I think COVID was easy for me as a love, loving conspiracy theorist to be like, that's what they want. They want us to dehumanize ourselves. So it's easier, easier for us to discriminate and be mean or tattle on our neighbors or snitch or whatever which you know yes did happen but the the more that we go into this pod life and out of in-person IRL community I think it's easier over and over and over to forget about someone's humanity and objectify them like you're saying Marcy like it's it's so yes there's a decision of how we carry ourselves as men or women but also, you know, we can't, once we put something out there in the world, we can't control how it's going to be received, abused, or used. So I think the, the online, I mean, shift is, is only making it more, the, the distinctive value that a feminine, you know, uh, perspective and angle can, can bring is, is I think often lost when and everything is digital or or not you know not in person not in a space. So Mills, I wouldn't be uh, a true fundamentalist if I or Bitcoin fundamentalist I should say if I didn't ask you this. But does Bitcoin fix this? Bitcoin helps this. Yes, um, I've been working on a project that kind of is that trope of Bitcoin, you know, fix the money, fix the blank. And the one that I've been tasked with is fix the money, fix the education. And I think a lot of this can be brought back to the government wanted two incomes to tax and the government also wanted children to be able to program and you know kind of take them away from their parents and the control that their parents have on their worldview and education and the government can be in the driver's seat for these children's development so i think with bitcoin as a healthy money i think it empowers people to be able to maybe survive on a single income maybe survive uh, enough to be able to homeschool or you know come up with alternative ways but i think fundamentally it is the parachute of being out of government you know the the wind of the government that blows your sails this way and blows you and i think you know you can be in your self-sovereignty you can make a lot of decisions that are yours that should be yours to make so yeah i mean it, it passes passes the test. <laughs> I would agree. Yep. 
Me too. And 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 Mills, this is a topic we could probably spend hours talking about. We do um, a whole show on it for sure. We could do a maybe whole, a series. Maybe we were, <laughs> exactly. Hint, hint, Mills, as the <laughs> head of content at Pupkey. <laughs> uh, uh, I love you guys are coming up with great ideas. Keep them coming. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been such a pleasure. Thanks for uh, the platform to talk. And I, it's so fun to just talk and feel very free to be able to say anything and, uh, you know, even disagree. I love, I love discussion. I'm thankful for it. Yeah, and you're 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 one of the trailblazers in the Nostra Nest or the uh, just kind of live shows in the Nostra realm. Uh, you know, in ten years' time, when uh, when Nostra's taken over uh, all media and all internet, uh, you're going to be like, "Hey, I was I was there at the beginning." So you know, th these are going to be memorable time memorable times. I truly believe that. Um, and you know, let's just keep rocking with the community. Uh, get get, in, get involved as much as you can because it, it it really is a reciprocation. Uh, when, when, when just being able to talk to plebs from around the world, you know, our, our show, we, we combine with uh, Nostra report. And I mean, we got, I don't know, six or seven time zones we compile with. It's just a beautiful thing to uh, just feel that low, low time preference. Um, and just, just, just the love of the community in general. Uh, it's just unlike anything else. So I really appreciate you. And it was nice meeting you. Uh, I'll meet you maybe in Nostraville. Uh, but I know me and Avi and uh, I don't know if Marseille is going to be there because she might be in Nostrasia, but uh, and some of the other guys will be there as well. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much for the conversation. Thank you, Mills. And we will see you soon, hopefully. Yes. Um, and thank you folks who joined the live show and thank you folks uh, in who are listening to the recording, um, not live. All right.